Simple Life Together, Episode 27, Organizing Important Family Documents and an Intro to Google Drive. Hi, and welcome to Simple Life Together, a podcast dedicated to leading a simpler life in the modern world. I'm Dan Hayes. And I'm Vanessa Hayes. Welcome back to Simple Life Together. On the last episode... Wow, that seems like forever ago. (laughs) We talked about spring cleaning your home and digital life. On today's show, I'm going to talk about preparing your end-of-life documents, and Dan is going to talk about Google Docs or Google Drive. Oh, end-of-life documents, huh? This is going to be a real cheery episode. (laughs) Well, no, actually, it's more like uh, important family documents and some end-of-life documents, too. Gotcha. Okay. (laughs) Well, I know it's been a couple of weeks since the last show, and um, I guess... Kind of, oh yeah, a bit of an explanation on that. Yeah. Well, as we were, um, we recorded the show and just as I was doing some post-production and all that stuff, getting it ready, because you know, we typically release, uh, release a show on, on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. Well, Wednesday, I found out, I got a call that um, uh, my mom wasn't doing too well. And so I just had to make some arrangements to um, kind of wrap things up with that show and... Uh, was able to get on a plane that day and went down to my mom and dad's place in Florida. And, um, and it was nice. I got to see, see my mom and, and we got to to talk and, and unfortunately she wasn't doing uh, real well. And, uh, but, uh, you know, she was a trooper and, um, it turned out that, um, she, she passed away Friday, Friday morning on uh, May the 3rd. And so, you know, I had to spend some time um, going through that, and you know, thank God I was able to be with her, and I was uh, with her when she passed, and I was there for my family. And most of the family was able to make it down, and uh, and then we had to go through and kind of s- settle some affairs and all that, and just spend some time together, and uh, and that was a very important time for us, and uh, so we just were not able to do the show that week. Yeah, and it got a little busy too. We got some illnesses as well. We. Uh... The last couple of shows, I was recovering from a chest and sinus infection, and then, of course, Dan had to leave kind of um, on a short notice, you know, yeah. which was, we were all for, you know, let's yeah. just And I was ahead. gone over a week. Yeah, and then, yeah, we were gone for about nine or ten days. And then this <laughs> nasty stomach virus. Yeah, uh, the first... entire family hit the yeah. little girl, you know, hit sunshine, then it hit me, and then right when Dan got back, we just blessed him with that. <laughs> yeah, not to be outdone. Yeah, so he got hit <laughs> with that, out. and then on top of that... Um, it's a good problem to have, but my work got really, really busy. I mean, just booked out. And so uh, we were just kind of running on <laughs> empty, really, just on fumes, yeah. just trying to keep going. And so we just kind of, we had to regroup and just take some time. And, and honestly, I like what Dan said. He's like, well, maybe I'll get some of the other listeners an opportunity to uh, catch, to up catch up <laughs> on some episodes. Because so. <laughs> sometimes our episodes can run long and heck, everybody has busy lives. Yeah. So, so that's kind of a reason why we reason, had to take a couple weeks yeah, off. Two so. weeks off. And yeah. and so that said, we just wanted to say thank you. And we really completely and totally appreciate all the notes from people checking in. Um, you know, folks were just checking in to make sure we were okay. Um, Some I, were desperate for more episodes. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that's funny. And, um, and I, you know, I don't put a lot of stuff out on no. Facebook. And, and But I did on the Edit and Forget It page. I, I let folks over there know um, you know, why the, why the break? Mm -hmm. And, um, they were very understanding. Very understanding. Yeah, of course everybody was. And so it really means a lot to us. Um, and we're sorry it's taken this long for us to kind of get the word out, but we're just now getting, um, 
getting our feet back on the ground. Just that yeah. last weekend, as a matter of fact. I think you're going to talk a little bit yeah. about last weekend. So, so that's that explains our brief hiatus. But we're back. Yeah, it's nice to be back in the studio. <laughs> yeah, it sure is, and and we're we're all doing well. And um, so let's kind of jump into things. And I just want to, as a reminder, if you have any questions or comments, you can always reach us at dan at simplelifetogether.com or vanessa at simplelifetogether.com or on our Twitter accounts and all that. And we always mention that kind of towards the end of the show. So, well, well, let's get started. So, Vanessa, why don't you go first? Okay. Well, I'm going to talk about organizing your important family documents. And in light of our recent loss and at the request of actually a few other listeners who've talked about end-of-life documents or just preparing family documents, I thought that I would talk about that today and, and how you can simplify your life by organizing all those documents. You know, I read somewhere that family and home office filing systems are a lot like snowflakes. <laughs> Each one is unique and different, and it's so true. I've been working a lot with paper files lately with my clients and and it's true each system that I've helped set up was completely different from others I mean not right. completely but it's just every everyone has unique circumstances and things that are going on and and whatnot so so with that in mind I'm going to share some basic concepts and things to think about when it comes to preparing your documents okay. but but just realize that everyone is different my hope is that by sharing some of these ideas and concepts I'll get you thinking and motivated to set up your own system of important family documents so that you're prepared and less stressed, which is always my goal, <laughs> if and when an emergency or major life event occurs. Okay, so I just wanted to kind of pipe in here. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think everybody knows the importance of this stuff, mm-hmm. but when it, and it hits home with everybody eventually, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, when it does hit home, it's really amazing to have some things to be able to execute a plan instead of having to react and figure things out. And so... Yeah. In light think, of chaos, yeah, because that can be very chaotic, you know, especially like if there's a death in the family or just some other major emergency, someone goes in the right. hospital, whatever the case may be, um, to be able to know exactly where things are at a moment's notice, that's just going to alleviate a lot, stre- a lot of stress because you already have stress already going right. on, and that's just one less thing that you need to worry about. It's just going to make things a lot smoother and easier for you. Sounds good. So kind of leads into what I'm first going to talk about is why organize and be prepared at all with these documents. <laughs> and, and I would ask you this, if there are a major life event or emergency, let's say a fire or a flood or a tornado or just even something like that, just some kind of major event, um, would you be able to grab your important files and papers within a moment's notice? Well, that would be a good reason to get organized. Right. If you can't do that, then you probably need to get organized. I know Dan and I have just, we set aside a certain our, our specific important documents in a specific box. And we know that's the one thing that we need to grab. It's kind of like a little grab and grow bo- go yep. box. So, um, so that's one reason. Um, 70% of Americans die without a will. This is according to Forbes.com in a March 30th, uh, 2012 article that they wrote on their blog. Um, so that means someone will be appointed by the state to handle all matters of your affairs or your estate, possibly including guardianship of your children. Of course, I'm talking about the United States. I'm not very familiar with other countries or whatnot, but just to give you an idea. So basically, this person could end up being someone that you would not even want to handle your affairs or be guardian over your children. Right. So that's just something to think about. I think that's a pretty darn good reason to kind of get organized with your files um, and those important documents. Another good reason is it'll save you time searching for documents in the event of an emergency, kind of like we alluded to earlier. It'll also save your family members time in the event of a death in the family. And just just to be able to have just kind of one-stop shopping and get what they need is going to alleviate all that frustration and stress. It could also potentially save you money on funeral home expenses and services and other last wishes if those things are planned out and prepared and known in advance. And I'm going to talk about those things in a minute. 
And it also, by being prepared, it helps cut down the chances of missing out on survivor benefits and decrease the chance of financial hardships of surviving family members by being prepared and having these things already kind of outlined. Okay. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, they're all very, really good reasons. Okay. So, so those are just some reasons why, you know, I think it's a good idea to get organized and get you thinking about this stuff. Um, but let's talk about what constitutes, you know, really important documents. And so I'm going to go over just a list of things real quickly. Okay. So the first thing is identification papers. So these are things like your birth certificates, social security cards, citizenship papers, passports, etc. Okay. Um, other things are family documents like marriage certificates, divorce decrees, adoption papers, and custody or guardianship papers, and even death certificates of other family members. Deeds and titles to vehicles, homes, and other property. Those are important. Military records, which like Dan and I, um, is very important. The DD Form 214, which is, um, I can't remember the title of that. But that's basically your discharge. It's like discharge. a record, record of service. Discharge. Yeah, your record yeah. of service, discharge papers, yep. and all that stuff. It outlines everything, everything that you've done and right. all that of good stuff. Of course, every every country it's different, but yeah. that, uh, that's the biggie for us here is called the DD Form 214. Yes, because that can entitle you to different benefits and things like that and whatnot. Um, wills, that's another very important document. Living wills. Last wishes, um, cemetery plot registration, um, powers of attorney, and there's different types like general, medical, durable, trusts, safe deposit records, investments, retirement and pension plans like your IRA, uh, military retirements, and other death and survivor benefits, insurance documents like life property, casualty, homeowners, auto, health, and disability insurance. Lots of different types of insurance. All stuff. types of insurance. Yeah. <laughs> business papers, like incorporation or your uh, doing business as papers. Maybe there's partner contracts and other agreements out there. Those are some important documents that you want to have on hand. Um, bank account information and loans and debts. So I want all of these constitute important, important family docu- or life documents. Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, now, I do want to make a note that you don't need to have all like the monthly statements for those different financial documents. I'm really just talking about you need as part of your important documents, and I'm going to go into how to organize those and get them together, but the idea is you're going to have them all together. I'm talking about just having the basics of those, like when you set up the account and what's the life insurance policy for and this and that. But when you get your monthly statements as far as, you know, if they're doing withdrawals or whatever, the, you don't need to worry about that. That's part of your monthlies and right. stuff. I'm just talking about you need to know what financial uh, obligations that you have or other uh, insurance and Major things like policies, that. Different policies, like that. yeah. So that's so, a pretty long list. And I know yeah. we don't want to go through and recap it all, but we will include all of those things in the show notes. Yes. So you can always refer to the, the long list there, but you're going to clarify some of these things, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, just some food for thought and clarification on those important documents. I just want to kind of just throw out some things for you to think about. A will. Now, this is the single most important legal document you will ever sign. Okay. Dying without a will can incur unnecessary taxes, expenses, and hardships on your heirs. Okay. So I highly recommend if you don't have one, get one. You can do a simple one and they're relatively inexpensive. So I just highly recommend that you do that. Um, I also recommend that if you have a will that you update it in the event of a marriage, a divorce, a birth or a death in the family as the beneficiaries will probably change, right? right? I know that Dan and I had to do that recently. Well, not recently. We Well, actually, we did do we it recently do because it, right? we didn't do it when we first got married. Right. And so when we got back to Texas, we're like, we really need to knock that out. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure we get things clarified, all right? Yeah. So it's just a good idea to do that. Um, and it's just a good idea to review it periodically to make sure that it's current and up to date. You may have some new assets and things that you would have to distribute and whatnot. So it's just... It's a good policy to yeah. update or that. Part of, forget a challenge. You probably have a lot less assets. <laughs> that's 
that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, too bad for our heirs. Too bad. <laughs> that's right. Um, another note is if you move, you want to make sure your will is valid in your current state of residence. Um, different states here in the United States, are, you know, they're, they're different. <laughs> so yeah. it's just, it's always a good idea just to check to make sure it's good to go. Now, once you've prepared a will, consider discussing it with all those involved so that there is a clear understanding behind your decisions. Um, or maybe that's just kind of a cruel joke that you'll pa- play on them <laughs> when you leave. <laughs> let them fight it out. But uh, but no, it's just, it's always a good idea to kind of let folks know. I know my parents um, kind of shared their stuff with me. And so I have an idea of what goes where and what their wishes are. And it just gives you a better understanding. And, and if there is some confusion, then you can ask about it and get their justification for it or, or just deal with it, right? right. <laughs> so anyhow, I just think it's a good idea to discuss it with those who would be involved. Other directives should also be thought through, like your living wills and advanced directives, which will help family and loved ones make critical end-of-life decisions um, if you're unable to do so. So if you're incapacitated for whatever reason or if there's, your health is deteriorating or whatnot, it's nice to have some of those things planned out so that the, your family members can make um, smart decisions on your behalf. Right. Also think through powers of attorney, like I discussed earlier. There's different types. You have general, uh, durable, which I think durable, they handle financial um, things on your behalf, um, medical powers of attorney. They're able to make smart medical decisions for you and things like that. Um, but I am not an accountant, yeah. attorney, or any of that I, stuff. I, I think, just think that you need to look through. Just consider those options. Yeah, and there's, I'm sure there's different types. There's there's general and special powers of attorney, mm-hmm. and then you know, and general gives you pretty broad sweeping um, powers for for a period of time, and a right. special one allows you to do certain things like. You know, John Smith has my permission to register my car in my absence. Mm-hmm. Or so. A durable power of attorney is usually for an extended period of time. But like you, I'm not an attorney either. Yeah, I don't know. And, and I'm sure all of these things may have different names in different countries or regions or what have you. So, Well, I'll just give you a general one for all the time. You can yeah. go with me. Oh, yes. That's right. And, <laughs> we have that much trust. <laughs> a, a general durable power of attorney. Okay. So, yeah. so anyhow. Okay, now regarding last wishes... Um, now, these aren't formal legal documents or anything, and they may not even be a document at all. It's just basically, it's a way for you to let folks know exactly how you like things handled um, in your life and death. So things regarding how and where you want to be buried, or if cremated, how and where will your ashes be saved or scattered, or what type of services you'd like. Would you like a funeral with a body? Now, this sounds all weird and odd, but... These are questions that you really need to ask. Or do you just want a memorial service? Um, And if there's anything you'd like the survivors to do, like if there's any special requests or people you want them to talk to, or maybe they have specific things that they want to be said in their obituary or on their tombstone or whatever, all these things, just think about that. And you can just write that down or just make sure that you openly discuss it with those, whether it's the executor of your estate or other family members, so they're all kind of on board and they're tracking with what you really want. Right. So... It sounds morbid, you it know, does. but it's not, but it's not, it really, it, it is, it's, it's peace of mind. Okay, really, you're gonna, me, okay. I don't want to sound corny, but every show we mentioned the desired end state. Well, this is the ultimate desired end state, <laughs> right? right? Yeah, right. So, you know, you get to say, this is how I want it to be. And in life, in a, in a life plan, yeah. uh, depending on, you know, there's some that are out there. We need to just do our own format for how we like to do it. Cause yeah. we tweak it anyway. Yeah. But, um, you know, the part of that is visualizing how you want your, how you want to be at the end of your life, how you want to be remembered. Right. And um, so, uh, this is or not. You know? oh, yeah, right, true. <laughs> you know, that's one thing that I can say, you know, without getting into too much detail, my, I learned a lot of simplicity from my mom and my dad. And the way that my dad is, 
um, handling this uh, with my mom's passing. I mean, their plans are very, very simple on those of us who are left to execute them. Right. And we know their intent. Uh, we knew that their intent all along was, you know, uh, one a certain way, and that's how it's going to be. Right. We didn't have to guess. No. Could you imagine? And there's seven of you, seven kids, and all pretty easygoing, though. Oh, and yeah, all pretty yeah. rational, easygoing Not, no folks. Drama. You know, no drama. But, but still, if... If you didn't know what your parents' last wishes were, then there's seven people having to make a decision and may disagree right. or you know whatnot, right. and so that just alleviates a lot of that stress and pain. They're already going through some of the emotional struggles with you know dealing with a loss, yeah. let alone just trying to figure out some of the <clears throat> these other little fine details <laughs> right. of what do we do? Well, you know? it's last wishes. You know, me being my my military mind, you know, yeah. I think that is you know in the lack of orders, you go with the the um, commander's intent. Well, your your last wishes is kind of like your commander's intent. So, yeah. as long as you know that it's within that intent, you have a, you have latitude to make decisions. Yeah. So, and it's pretty neat too. I mean, you can even have folks that you know pass out letters or do stuff like that. Like you had done something for talking about military. I'm kind of getting sidetracked here, but and we've talked about this before on the show about when you did deploy over to Afghanistan and how you kind of had everything kind of outlined. Yep. Yeah. Ready and easy to go, and um, and some of the things that you wanted to pass on to, you know, my son. son. Yep. So, yep. just that's just stuff that you don't like to think about it, but it's nice to be prepared and and know that the things that you want to pass on or let people know about will get done. Yeah. So, you hope. Just kind of the bottom line. Yeah, you right? hope they do. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, the, with all that out of the way, and now that we know what constitutes, you know, common important documents and why they're so important, let's talk about how to organize them. Okay. So. I just have basic concepts here. First, keep all of your important documents in one location. I can't tell you how many folks have stuff spread out. Like they'll have passports over here, birth certificates, and some drawer hidden away, social security cards, who knows where. And none of them are together. And they're constantly trying to search for them. Or they're just kind of wasting time going throughout the house, sifting through documents to find them. So what I recommend is just keep them all in one location. Now this can be a separate filing drawer or cabinet. Um, maybe it's a separate file bin altogether, separate from all your stuff, um, like a banker's box or accordion folder or a handled hanging bin. I've seen all of this with my clients and um, I've used different types of products for them. Or if space is limited and you want or need to keep all of your files together in one filing drawer, then maybe identify these documents by using a separate colored file folder. Red, of course, is one of the most commonly used colors to distinguish very important documents, but maybe you could pick bright green or, you know, or bright yellow or something, not green, but bright yellow or some other color that kind of differentiates those. But right. usually it's red is usually kind of the common color to say these are the important documents if you have to share a folder. Now, another thing you may want to do if you're like Dan and I and want to be prepared for an emergency is think about portability and safe storage of your files. A fireproof box for your copies of your important documents is a good idea. Or maybe get a safe deposit box to keep all of your originals in, and then you can have copies at home in your file system. Or even consider having a digitized um, backup copy of your files, which I know we have all that stuff. Right. So those are just some ideas for you. Um, you know, And it could be as big or small as you want. I like portability, so we have a small portable box that's fireproof, floodproof, and lockable, right. and all that good stuff. A that, bug out box. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so that's just something to consider. Okay, so now that you've got all your documents together in one location, it's still a good idea to create a reference document. Now, this is a document where you can see everything at a glance. 
And it can go either in the front of your important documents file or in a separate location, like in a safe deposit box. Um, if you leave it with someone else, be absolutely sure that you can trust them, okay? <laughs> so, but do you know what I mean, Dan? This is, this is just the reference document we create where you have, it lists everything in a snapshot. Yeah, all your files are together, but this is going to have a little bit more, and I'm going to explain right, right sure. now. Um, I think ideally a spreadsheet is, is a good tool to use, or even a notebook is fine, and that'll work fine. But um, I like spreadsheets because you can really manipulate that and change it and still have that document on and I have to kind of recreate it every time there's an update. You want to include the following information in this reference document. The name of the document, policy, or institution. Um, you also may want to include on this document is a list of important valuable items like jewelry or other assets. Okay. Um, you want to include account numbers. Um, you also want to include where the document or item is located, whether that's in a safe deposit box, and don't forget the number on that, um, or if it's in a file folder or in some other special bin or other area in the house or a safe, for example. So just make sure that you have the location of the document or item. You also want to include the address and phone numbers of each of these accounts, policies, and institutions. Another thing you want to do is identify the significance of each item. Like if there's a loan payoff, all the information about that, if there's different survivor benefits and maybe what the amounts are, the different uh, pension plans and just all those different things. You want to identify what the significance is of it and who the beneficiaries are. Um, and then you also may want to have points of contact on there, like your attorneys, accountants, insurance agents, brokers, the executor, um, and other family members, friends, and loved ones on there. Just right. So so let me make sure I got this mm -hmm. straight. So what this, this document is a one quick reference document yep. that is a quick reference for all the other important documents. So yes. it's the one sheet. It's kind of like a table of contents yeah. with yeah. additional information. And then, you know, so where it's located, who the point of contact is, a phone number, all that, right? It is, so, it's, yeah. so it's one spreadsheet or one, like you said, notebook that is the quick reference for all the other stuff. Exactly. Gotcha. It, yeah. Okay. Because sometimes instead of having to sift through each file to find the, num the phone number yeah. or, or is there a life insurance policy or whatever, you know, it'll just say, yes, this is, these are all of our assets. These are all of our policies. Here's the you know, the address of the lo of the item or who the institution and all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I know so. what I would do. I know how I'd do this, but maybe I should just keep that to myself. <laughs> I, I would do a password protected spreadsheet. Yeah. And I would include that in, in an Evernote note. Yeah. That's a good idea. Evernote. Have, I, have you ever heard of it? Oh, stop yeah. it. I but I would have to find out some way to, well, th that would be great for me. Mm -hmm. But if I'm the one yeah, who goes, that other important person, my executor probably, would have to have that information that somebody you trust, like you said, they would have to have that information with the, the password. Mm -hmm. And, and that could be sharing. like maybe that that password is in the safe deposit box and they have that and they only have they can only have access to that safe deposit box in the event of X, Y, and Z type of there thing. So I know it gets tricky on that stuff, but you really need to make sure that um, whoever you pass that information on to or allow to have access to that you or is that person's really trustworthy right <laughs> okay yeah so if you've ever been on jerry springer with this person you may not okay now you know what um but you bring up a good you know a good topic as far as the digital stuff too um because you don't want to forget about that there's a lot of digital documents out there oh, yeah. and they, they talk about like the digital afterlife and um, that there's stuff out there. You just don't know what happens to that, you know, when you pass. But um, but what you can do is kind of create a spreadsheet for that as well or include it in that same spreadsheet and just have a different sheet or whatever yeah. that says, here's my digital stuff. And it just has a list of all your online 
um, accounts and including the passwords and, and stuff like that, like Evernote, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> PayPal, <laughs> um, iTunes, all that, you know, bank accounts, email accounts, we all that stuff. We would just have to give them one, our one password, master password. Exactly, That's it. exactly. That's why, you know, I was, um, I had to hear my notes that to tell everybody that we do use that one password and it's just as long as we can give that person that we trust that information then boom. right well what that's we're it. saying it's a it's a program called one password it's yes. not it's not one password for everything because that's a terrible practice. oh yeah <laughs> let's <laughs> clarify it's, called, it's an app or a program called one password <laughs> so okay so the last thing that you want to do is to talk to your executor and your heirs about your plan and, and all this stuff and just communicate um, you know, the fact that you, you know, you have all your documents and, or, or just where to find the information that they need. Um, for example, um, I talked about this before in previous episodes, how I was able to organize Dan's parents' documents. Right. Um, we were on spring break and went over there. It was just two months ago. Yeah, it was two months ago. And isn't that, the timing was just right. Yeah. And um, I was just looking around and, and his mom was very organized. She managed all the papers, but it was it was kind of spread out in different areas in the home. And so I was able to spend about 14 hours consolidating all of it. And I can't tell you the feedback that I got from Dan's family members about how that was, it made everything so much easier to be able to find all those important documents in one spot. And plus my mom in that, in that two months since you did that, Mm -hmm. that was a worry for her up until that point. And once she was re- totally relieved of that burden for the last two months of her life. She did not have to worry about it. And she said it every time we talked on the phone, yeah. how nice it was. And my dad told me she'd, she sat in the chair right in front of that filing cabinet after we, after we left. And she went through everything just so she totally understood what you did. Because she did all the bills. She told me it was I like mean, I was reading 80, her mind. Huh? She says it was yeah. like you read my mind. It's like you yeah. knew exactly how I wanted to order organize things. I'm like, well, that's kind of what I do. But I felt it was awesome because I just knew. And then I let, you know, um, kids know, you know, your siblings. Yeah. Here's where the documents are. Just so you know, this is the go-to box right here. This has everything you're going to need to know in the event of an emergency or whatever. This is what you need. All the other stuff, it's all organized. Great. But it's just the monthly statements and this and that, you know, the medical stuff, whatever. But this is the go-to box. And apparently it worked well. So. That's a testimony. And I had to go to the box. Yeah, so, okay. So that's it regarding how to organize your important family documents. You want to first identify all of those important documents, which we'll have in our show notes. Then gather all of them together in one spot. Consider making just these documents portable or at least protected in a fire and flood safe box. Be sure to include a reference document that we just talked about that lists all that you need to know about the who, what, when, where, and why about your important documents. And then lastly, have a conversation with your friends, family, or loved ones that would or could be involved in your estate. Sounds good. So, I, you know what I want to do? I want to do, I want to do like a pirate treasure map for when it's my time. <laughs> Right? And I'm gonna make a map. I'm gonna make it like a you know a fun scavenger hunt. You know, once I'm gone, there you know, you go. and you gotta, they gotta they gotta find that master document, that reference document, and I think that'd be fun. Yeah, to get keys to the car that you've been. Yeah, right. You need to. Good stuff. All right. All right. So I guess I'm up then. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna talk about Google Drive and Google Documents. All right. So the thing with the it used to be called Google Docs or Google Documents, and then mm-hmm. they changed it to Drive when they really wanted to focus more on file storage as well. So you can kind of you can kind of use them together, Google Drive, Google Documents. But in Google Drive, you have the ability to create 
and store documents. Mm-hmm. So they, they go hand in hand. So they're almost synonymous. Okay. Okay. So we'll put that up, up front. I still call it docs. Yeah, I still <laughs> do too. Old dog, you know. So, but what I'm going to cover today is I'm going to co- cover really four areas. I'm going to cover some general information, creating documents, sharing documents, and file storage. So those are my four major areas of focus for my topic today. Okay. Alrighty. So as I talk about this stuff uh, for document storage and sharing and syncing and all that stuff, usually a, a couple of things come up. People usually ask, well, what's the difference between mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z? Right. So, And usually X, Y, and Z are Google Drive, Dropbox, and Evernote. Yeah. All right. So I just did a little little matrix that uh, I'll put in the show notes too. Oh, cool. So if I break it down to those, um, s- some of the areas that I wanted to focus on, I want to talk about storage, creation, sharing, syncing, collaboration, and cloud interface, and then I'll talk about some space issues. And you can see all this in this little matrix. So if I have Drive, Dropbox, and Evernote, all three of those could be used as a storage facility. Think of it as a storage container on the cloud. Yeah. All right. Or on your hard drive. This matrix is cool. I'm looking at the matrix right now. And yeah. It's actually, it's, that's pretty cool. I like that. So, so all three of them can do storage. Two of those you can also use for creation. You can create documents or notes and so forth in Evernote and in Drive. Mm-hmm. You can share using all three of those. Mm-hmm. You can, they all sync to other devices so if I, up, if I upload something in my Evernote account on my desktop, it automatically syncs to my Evernote account on my phone. And the same with Dropbox and, and Drive, okay? So they all sync. So you can store in all of them, you can share with all of them, and you can sync with all of them. Now, only Google Drive allows you to collaborate. Mm-hmm. And I'll talk about collaboration as we go on. So that means you and I can work on it together, all right, like we do with our show, notes, show notes. And I'll yeah. get to that in a minute. And the next one I wanted to discuss was cloud interface. And what I mean by that, I don't know if that's like a standardized term, but there are a lot of programs that we use, uh, programs like Text Expander, 1Password, which we just mentioned, our BizExpense Tracker, and those things sync with our different devices through a cloud interface. And really Dropbox is the one that we really use for syncing. Um, more and more uh, Apple products are using iCloud. But that's another one. But that was kind of outside of the scope of this. Mm. So uh, I didn't, I'm not really prepared to talk as, as in-depth about iCloud as I am these other three right now. And then when it comes down to space, uh, Evernote gives you 60 megabytes a month and you can pay for additional storage. Mm-hmm. Dropbox gives you two gigabytes and with that you can also pay for additional storage, but Drive gives you a whopping five gigabytes of free storage, and then you can pay for additional storage there. We pay for additional storage for Dropbox and for Drive. Are all these per month? You're saying per month? Well, um, Evernote's the 60 megabytes is per month. Yeah, and the other ones are total storage. Okay, but that's still... Still, that's a lot of... That's a lot. And all of them, again, you can pay for increased storage. All right, so that's kind of the comparison. That's part of the, the, the general information that I wanted to talk about. So Google Drive or Google Docs is available with any Gmail or Google account. So if you're already signed up, you're good to go. All right, you just go to drive.google.com, and you can get started right there. And as I said before, it was originally called Google Docs, and now it's called Google Drive. And to sum it all up there, it serves as a creation platform, a sharing 
and collaborative tool, and also as cloud as a cloud storage service for any document or file that you want. And regarding the storage, as I mentioned before, the big difference really between Drive, Dropbox, and Evernote is space. Mm-hmm. And once again, five gigabytes of free space. That's, that, that's, that's Drive. That's a lot. Yeah, so. So Drive does almost everything that you can do with Dropbox, but it does have a, more functionality for mm-hmm. creation. So that's the big uh, compare and contrast with the other big services. That's okay, mm-hmm. so that's that's the end of the general information section. I want to get into creating docs now. So who would typically use Google Docs? If you're a, if you if you're into Microsoft Office, you have Word, Excel, mm-hmm. PowerPoint, and so forth. If you're a, a strictly a Mac user, you have Pages. Numbers, Keynote, all right? So those are full-fledged suites of, for word processing and information manipulation Office, that you can use yeah. for everything. But, yeah. but what, what happens with um, Microsoft Office? Every couple of years, they do a big upgrade, right? Mm-hmm. And you got to buy the new version. Same thing with the Mac. You got to get, you know, oh, iWorks yeah. is that, that, that suite. It's all money. It's all good. It yeah, is. Yeah. You know, they update it and they have new things it's in there. Good but, functionality, but... But you got to think about, you just mentioned the word functionality. How much of the functionality of that do you actually use? Now, some people use all the functionality of those right. things. I use basic functionality in all of those. Right. I do basic spreadsheets. I use do basic, basic documents, documents yeah. and, and presentations. Well, Google Docs inside of Google Drive is the, it's a full featured word processing and spreadsheet suite and presentation suite as well. Item for item is not as robust as some of those other suites, but it does all of the basic stuff and mm-hmm. way more than I would ever use. Right. So if you're like me and you don't want to continuously pay for upgrades then Google Docs may be an option for you. Right. You know, so Google Docs is available in Google Drive and, and, and what you would ordinary, ordinarily use for uh, Word or Pages, you could use what's called a Docs. What would in ordinarily use for PowerPoint or Keynote, you'd use Google's spreadsheet function, or excuse me, presentation function. Mm-hmm. Excel or Numbers, you'd use the spreadsheet function. And then it also has a program for forms where you can create fill-in-the-blank forms. That, and you even have the option that, that once you send these forms out, they automatically populate a spreadsheet. This is so cool. I just used this. Dan showed me how to do it, and I was so excited because we were planning this um, big event for this volunteer group I'm with, the, the, our local chapter of organizers. And I was just, I had to accept all the RSVPs for all these different events that are going on. Well, I didn't want an RSVP email for each different event and and managing all these different emails coming in and all that stuff. And what'd you call it? Inbox warfare. I don't want to have to go into some inbox warfare. So, so Dan's like, Hey, just cause he remember, I remember him telling me about this and I was like, you know what? Can I use a form to do the RSVPs? He's like, yeah. So he walked me through it and it's going to be awesome because for each event, there's a column for each event. And then it just automatically populates my spreadsheet. No emails. It just, I just go into my, my drive Right. Look at pull up that spreadsheet, that is. form, and it'll have it all calculated. So, out so let's let's take that to the level of absurdity here. So, <laughs> how, how many people are you inviting? Twenty? Oh, probably about forty or so. Okay, so yes. forty. Mm-hmm. And how many different events are there? There's probably about I would say about six. Okay, so forty people times six different events yeah. as a minimum. That's math in public. Two hundred and forty emails. <laughs> yeah. Right. Wait. Wait. No, you could probably send. 40 emails out and include all six events in that and get 40 emails back. So as a minimum, that's 80 emails that you have to deal with in your box. Mm-hmm. 40 out, 40 back. 
That's, that's, that's only a two stroke conversation. Are you going to all of these? Yes. But some of them are going to be, I'm going to this. I'm not going to that. What time is this? What Management nightmare. All of that was handled with one One. email. Yep. They get to reply. Everything is covered and it automatically populates a spreadsheet. Yep. That's simplicity. Yep. And I have a suspense date and that, 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 you know, RSVP no later than date. I'm going to check it. Boom. I have all the numbers right there. Oh, but what if they, what if they change their mind and have to update it? Well, they can update it, but. They can click that link that says uh, update update and and reply, right? And it's all done for you. That's it. Okay. Love it. So, you know, I'm excited. That's a good one. That's a really good one. And then the next function that you have in Google Docs is a drawing function. So it's kind of like if you use Sketch for Evernote or it even has some of the functions of Microsoft Visio that does, um, what's that, charting, uh, flow charting and so forth. Mm -hmm. But have you ever needed a little diagram, like just say a seating diagram or something like that, and you go into PowerPoint? Right, uh-huh. and you make a little seating diagram, and then you like group it all, and then save that as an image. Yeah. Well, this has the same functions that you would ordinarily have in like PowerPoint or Keynote, but even better, you could save it in lots of different file um, types and everything. And it's super simple to use. Oh, cool! All right, so those are the those are the big um, th- those are those are the big programs that that Google Drive. Um, has to offer. So all these different docs, docs, presentations, spreadsheets, forms, and drawings. Nice. All right. So to create a document, you just simply click create, choose the type of file you want to create, and you begin. Then it automatically will pop up, and then you can click where it says untitled document to name your document. And um, you definitely want to name your documents before, you know, as soon as you start. Otherwise, it saves as a bunch of things called untitled document. Yes. <laughs> so, and, well, it, but, you know, and there is no save button. Because it automatically it saves. It automatically saves. So if I created a document right now, yeah. I create a document, I title it, I start working on it. It, I don't even have to save it. I'm, you know, I type on Just it for a minute. It, yeah. I, uh, I, I click out of it. It's automatically saved instantly to the cloud and... If if I beamed myself to Japan, I can log into my Google account and open that same document. Yep, right there. Or yeah, share it with anybody else anywhere in the world. Yep. So you can also recreate that document, but on a different title by doing open up yep, that document and, and then yep. duplicate the document, so you don't have to recreate the URL. You just have to yeah. retitle it or update the form. Right. Ordinarily, like say in Word, you'd have to open document, save document as, retitle it. Go yeah. back, close the other one out. This one, you just hit duplicate document. Duplicate, yep. It pulls it up already. Yep. Everything's transferred over into a brand new document. And I, you mentioned sharing. I mentioned sharing. You mm-hmm. can share your documents um, incredibly simply. You can share info with someone that you just want them to be able to see it or if you want to collaborate with mm-hmm. them. So when we do our show notes and prep for the show, you and I collaborate on on the one document. Right. Like this is Simple Life Together episode 27. We have a document that says SLT 027. And uh, we both work on it at the same time. I see when you're working on it. You see my inputs. It all happens simultaneously. It's amazing. It's all automatically saved. And you can go back at any point in time in the document's history and say, say I, I, messed, I totally messed up something, uh-huh. right? Yeah. You can go back into the revision history. All you have to do is go over to the menu, select file, see revision history, and then you can click a detailed revision history, and you can automatically go back to any point in time. That's nice. So, so yes, you can go back. 
there's a just in case backup. Right. If you have if you have ten different people collaborating on this one document, uh-huh. you can see who made each one of those people gets assigned a color. A color, yeah. And you get to see every change that they made yeah. if you want, and you can go back and rechange it. Is there a limit on collaborators? I don't Do think know? so. Okay, I was just curious. I'm sure it goes from zero to ludicrous. <laughs> you know, I just don't. I don't know how many ludicrous. <laughs> ludicrous. It's a cereal. <laughs> It's a crazy cereal, Ludacrisp. So, but uh, so as far as sharing is concerned, too, you can again, you can simply share a doc, and you can assign the level of, level of access that you want people to have. Mm-hmm. So, if you only want them to be able to see it, you know that's that's no problem. If you choose, uh, they can edit it or they can comment on it. Then that's another level of access. Uh, so you can view, can comment, can edit. All right, and you can change that if you give somebody access to edit, and you say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Dude, you are you are totally a soup sandwich. You're not touching this document again. <laughs> it's all, all right? jacked up. You are going. You can all you can do is view it. You're fired. Right? I might not even let. Yeah, you're done. You're out of here. I might not even let you view it. You can only view it with one eye or whatever. So no, wait. When you share, I forget. When you share it, can you pick the format that you're sharing it in, or is that just when they? When open you're it? sharing it in a Google Doc. Oh, just Google. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. Duh. But right. but when you want to save it, you can save it in. Yeah. In a different. Are you yes. For that? No. You yes. You can save it as. Uh, so it's it opens. It's in a. It's a Google document. You can save it as a .dot doc .dot docx. So you can open it in Microsoft Word. You can save it as a PDF. You can save it as a rich text file. JPEG stuff? No. Well, for images, for you image can save it. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. So, yeah, really, really, really nice um, functionality there. So that's creation. All right. So now I want to talk about storing documents and files. You can store any type of document you want in Google, Google Drive. You can save PDFs, music files like WAV files or MP3s, uh, any type of image files, PNGs, JPEGs, uh, documents. Any type of file can be stored. Mm-hmm. Now, in order to edit or manipulate them, they have to be in a Google Docs format. All right, so you can convert, say, if you upload a .docx file from uh-huh. Word, you can open it and you can see it, you can view it, but if you have to edit it and make changes, you got to convert that over to a Google Docs format. Okay. All right, so you can either convert that file. Or like you mentioned, copy it and then convert the copy. So you have the original and the copy. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah, that's it does take up more room, but you're talking a, a Word file. It's not a biggie. <laughs> yeah. So you convert it over, then you can manipulate it in Google Docs, right? And then you can save it again. Right. And share it in the format that you prefer. It's the same with Excel or number spreadsheets. Um, in, in, in your settings, you can set to automatically convert when you upload documents if you want. I don't do that. Um, I set it so that each time it asks me what format I want to uh, upload it in. So that's for uh, up- uploading is easy. You can upload fi- individual files or you can upload entire folders. Mm. So uh, and the, upload it right to your drive and then that stuff's accessible wherever you log into your Google account. All right. So that's storing of documents and files. And then the last thing I kind of wanted to hit on was I did a tutorial for Google Drive and Google Docs that's going to be coming out soon. I actually already did it. It was about 45 minutes long. The information was great, but when I went into the editing process, um, I noticed I had my resolution settings set wrong on my screen. So mm-hmm. I'm going to have to, I want it to be really as crisp and clear as I can make it. Right. So I'm just going to, I'm going to redo it. That's all there is to it. About 45 <laughs> minutes long, focused on creating and sharing and storage. And, uh, 
Well, you you watched a part of it to do your the, your, your form, the forms, yeah. yeah, which you loved, and awesome. so it's about forty five minutes long. It's packed with some great time saving tips and some use cases, and I run you through. You know, of course, all I talk about the who, what, when, where, and why in here, but this is a it's a performance task. You got to see it. You got to do hands on yeah. with it. So the how is what's going to be in the tutorial, and you'll be able to follow along and. Uh, and I think it'll I think it'll be real helpful. And so I'm kicking around doing some more video tutorials, and this one is going to be kind of a proof of concept for me. It, they do take a, a long time to produce mm-hmm. to get them right, yeah. and a lot of different takes. And I I have to preset things up to you know. There's a lot more behind the scenes to make it look easy on the screen, and that's that's, right. that's my real goal is to make it look real easy. So I'm looking at doing more tutorials like this. And and um, as for pricing, I'm looking at like a like five ninety nine for a thirty minute video. Um, seven ninety nine for a forty five minute video, and then like nine ninety nine for an hour video. And if there's a longer series on something, like Evernote is begging for a series. Oh, <laughs> so, I know. So I'll check Got that. So out. much feedback. <laughs> I know, and a lot of people want to see that uh, that tutorial. Yeah. But uh, we'll see. We'll see if I'm up for it. We'll see if they like the way I oh, present. Oh come on, we'll come see. on, do I know. it. No guts, no glory. Come but on. I just don't know. Um, I but, want it because I know you do because you gave me this um, the. What is the Evernote Essentials or some kind of a book? I don't know. And I just, I just don't make time to read. I'm a very visual person. Right. I want to see it, and I, yeah. I'm much more apt to learn by just seeing a video than right. I'm reading it. So I want you to do the video. Okay. If well, anything, do it for your wife. Okay. Do it for me. Great. Well, <laughs> I, I, you know, <laughs> I think people are willing to spend a couple of bucks. Oh yeah, without to, a doubt. To save hours, potentially hours and hours of time. I'm all about the one-stop shopping, and that would be here's everything you need to know, know. about Google Docs right here. Yeah. Easy peasy. But, well, <laughs> I, I'm going to give it a shot. This one will be kind of the first one. We'll see how it goes. Um, I think the prices are right. Of course, if I'll pay you, if somebody, well, good. <laughs> if uh, so, I got that going for me. You too. <laughs> so if somebody does buy one and it, it, and they say, you know what, um, it's it's not what I needed, I'll give you your money back. I don't yeah, care. Nope. I'm not, you know, obviously, I'm not going to get rich five dollars ninety nine cents at a time, but. Uh, <laughs> But uh, so it would be 100% money back guarantee. Uh, so there's no risk to anybody. And so nice. I'm, well, it's you know what? Here, here's what I though. figure. You know, yeah. you, you pay through PayPal or whatever. Yeah. It costs. If, if, so if somebody pays $5.99, right, I got to pay my PayPal costs out of that. Right. And then if I refund their money, it costs me 30 cents to give them their full $5.99 back. But you know what? I would much rather be out 30 cents. Yeah. So not only do you not make money, but you're out 30 cents. But you know what? It's 30 cents. I don't want anybody to have bad feelings over 30 cents. Right. You know, if it wasn't there, I'm not looking, you yeah. know me, I'm, I, if I was any more laid back, I'd be a futon, right? <laughs> so I, my high stress days are over. That's right? right. So anyway, we'll see how it goes. Cool. We'll see. I'm not going to push that too far. But uh, so look for that tutorial in the next few days. And, uh, and if, you, if you want to, check it out and let me know what you think. <laughs> cool. All right. So that's what I got. All right. Well, let's move on to the things segment. And so my thing is just pretty simple. You know, it was, uh, like we said, at the beginning of the show, we were just really busy. Some major, you know, personal events happened and then business and then all this stuff. But, uh, but my thing is taking time out and going on a trip to the Hill Country this past weekend. And um, because it's been so busy with work and with home and sicknesses and volunteer groups and that we just haven't had a lot of time to just chill and just be together. And so this past weekend, even though we could have spent the whole day working and getting caught up, um, Dan just kind of said at the last minute, hey, let's go on a ride. And so we did. We checked out Comfort. and It's a town, up, town. Yeah, yep. town north of here, a um, little northwest, I guess, of here. Kerrville, Ingram, and Hunt, which all 
you know, they all lie along the, um, Guadalupe. the Guadalupe River, which is actually pretty big for rivers here. Because <laughs> yeah. most of our rivers look like creeks. You almost can't jump across it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's a, you know, it's actually pretty wide. And there's it's one spot where though. there's boats on it, which is, again, rare for our rivers. But um, but it was so beautiful, and it was just really relaxing, and I just I absolutely love the hill country, and I actually got a little um, pumped up about it because in a couple of weeks, like I was talking about earlier, the, um, we have this visit that I'm planning or I'm helping to plan. Um, the president of our National Association of Professional Organizers is visiting our local chapter, and so we're planning these different events. And one of the events is going to Comfort, Texas, to visit some of the wineries, and so uh, you know I'm, I'm all about that. Of course, I'm a. So they make winers. A winers. Yeah. <laughs> I, hate I am going to the winery. Away, please, <laughs> I won't be whining. I can tell I, you that. I know but, you won't. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I prefer Northern California, Napa Valley, and Sonoma wines. But hey, if it's wine, it's wine. I'm going to be there. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that is my thing: is just taking a time out and realizing, you know what, family's important. Work not so much right now. I've been concentrating too much on that. It was great to just you kind of... You've been very, very busy. Yeah, to almost... Yeah, to point of just almost burnout. But we're, I'm on the mend. We're going now. We're good. good. Stuff. We're back good on stuff. track. So what's your thing? Well, my thing is really kind of a quickie, really. It ties in with what I was talking about, or we both were talking about at the beginning of the show. And my thing is that um, I'm just really satisfied that we have designed our lifestyle so that... In an emergency or an urgent situation, I could react in an instant and essentially be able to be completely spontaneous. Mm-hmm. I could pack up and go. You could hold down the fort here and, and manage manage the house and, and everything. And it's just incredibly freeing for, because we didn't, we didn't have that. I haven't had that my entire... I, I started work when I was 12. Mm-hmm. I've always had to be somewhere at a certain time and... And, you know, all the rule, living within the rules and the whole military thing. I wouldn't give up a minute of it no. f- to, for anything. I loved it. I loved my, I loved my life and the people that I worked with and going to, you know, all these interesting places and doing interesting things. I loved it. And, uh, but it's a, it's a new time in our lives and we've worked very, very hard to design our life mm-hmm. to be this lifestyle and, um, to be able to tap into that when I needed it to most. Mm-hmm. Um, was awesome, and I think the message here that I wanna that I wanna kind of put out is that if you want to be able to design your lifestyle to be able to do this, you can do it. I mean, it didn't happen overnight for no, us, and it's no. not easy to do it. But but you got to start with your life plan, and then you got to just work towards making it happen. Look, start with that desired end state. Yeah. What do you want to be able to do with your life? Do you want to be able to leave it a drop of a hat, and then just start working backwards and start putting some things in the motion to get you to reach your goal? Yeah. And you, it can be done. If we can do it, I mean, anybody can do it. Yeah, you know, and in the case of when you did have to leave to go to see your mom and all that, um, it's, it's true. You didn't have to ask for permission from anybody nope. to take time off from work. Yep. Um, you left with a one-way ticket, not knowing when you are going to come back because yep. you didn't have anything absolutely po- pressing for you to be back to right. handle. Um, we have systems in place here at home that make it easy for just one person to handle the house. It's not... Easy, easy, because no. I appreciate, I mean, you really do, you end up um, realizing how much that other person really compliments the relationship. So yeah. when Dan was gone, it was like, wow, I miss him. And, you know, we just, it, our family is not complete when one person's gone. But we've built systems to where if I'm gone, like when I was gone at conference, you are able to take care of all the school yep. stuff with the kids and, you know, manage the home and whatever. And the same thing. So 
that's why what we do, that's why we're doing what we do is yeah. kind of trying to encourage people to to really evaluate their lives, look at that end state, look at what their life plan is and really kind of tap that out. And yeah. then, of course, me sharing some organizational tips to kind of help you along the way. Yeah. So, and if that's, you know, if that's, if that's the goal that they want, they can do it. I don't want to oversimplify it because it's not. It it's took not. us years and years to be able to get to this mm-hmm. point. And anybody who can tell you that, oh, yeah, you could do this overnight, quit your job, do what you love. Yeah, right. No, that's um, not It true. doesn't feed the family and, and yep. um, you, have to, you have to make a, a conscious effort and execute a plan that gets you to a goal. Yeah, you know, that's like what, her, what our friend says, you know, I'm willing to pay my dues to get to that point. I'll pay my dues, do what I got to do. I mean, you know, yep. like we've done, work hard. So anyhow, I think that's a good thing, babe. Yep, sounds good to me. Okay, so that's it for episode 27 of Simple Life Together. On today's show, I talked about how to organize your important family documents, and Dan talked about how to... Tap into Google Drive and Google right. Docs. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And Vanessa's thing was really just taking time to chill with the family after, you know, our, the stressful time that we had. And we finally got to spend an afternoon, even if only for a few hours, driving around the beautiful hill country of Texas. That's right. And my thing was really being able to enjoy our deliberately designed lifestyle when we needed to the most. So don't forget, you can um, find out more about everything we talked about today at uh, simplelifetogether.com slash 027, where you'll be able to find that tutorial. And I'll probably also do a tutorials page for the website mm-hmm. when the time comes. So look for that in the next couple of days. And um, you edit ha- and forget it. We still have edit and forget it going on. It's always going on. Man. And you know, we just had someone recently who hit their 2013 challenge. So kudos. Um, it's still going strong over there, and we really appreciate all the input and people sharing their successes. Yeah, so you can head over to SimpleLifeTogether.com. You can sign up for that Edit and Forget It <laughs> Challenge if you haven't done so yet. It's over in the left-hand column of the site, and uh, while you're there, you can also subscribe to the show uh, through an RSS feed, or you can leave uh, an iTunes review by going to SimpleLifeTogether.com slash iTunes. Of course, you can connect with us on Twitter. I'm at Get Simplifies, and Dan is at Daniel Hayes. We have links to our Twitter and Google Plus profiles on the website. So let us know what you think of the show and how you're simplifying your life, too. We'd love to hear from you. So sorry it was so long between shows, but I'm sure you understand. And until the next time, we hope you enjoy your simple life together. <laughs> <laughs>